It's a real privilege, um, really more than a privilege, it's a pleasure and it's a joy and in a way it's also an answer to many of my prayers to be up here this afternoon with uh, Pastor Anwar. Uh, we've known each other a number of years. I don't remember if our first time was at your 25th wedding anniversary. Yes. But I remember that very well because I got the photos up on my desktop. Uh, we've known each other a number of years. Pastor Anwar, among other things, is a pastor and a church planter. He's served two terms as the head of the Bengali Bible Society. He's a Muslim convert himself and a former member of insider movements. So he's a person with an almost unique set of, uh, of backgrounds. Uh, the other thing I should say about Anwar that I know, in a country like his, Bangladesh, there are strong leaders, uh, there are many leaders, but it's sometimes rare to find a leader that is so respected by so many different groups of people from so many different Christian organizations, from so many different parachurch agencies. I mean, everybody has their favorites. Sometimes people rub, rub other people the wrong way. Pastor Anwar is somebody that really stands out uh, to me as being unique in my own experience in his country. So it's a real privilege to invite him here to come and speak to us. You know, we have a unique opportunity by being up here and listening to his story and interacting with him. You know, because we've been talking about insider movements. And, um, you know, sometimes when we do that, it can be an intramural kind of discussion between missionaries or missiologists that bad ideas back and forth or sometimes bad experiences back and forth and perceptions. Sometimes we're treated to having uh, national um, people that come from insider movements perhaps, but very rarely, in fact I can't remember another time, where you have someone that was an insider that comes out that this is his first trip to America. He's not somebody that goes on tour. Uh, in fact, you'll see him referring to notes on the page because English is, though I keep telling him his English is excellent, oh, no. he's, he doesn't feel confident <laughs> with it at all. So this is not a professional speaker that goes on tour. This is someone that works in the field every day. So as we um, talk about and consider what the church looks like, what insiders move, movements look like in Bangladesh, as you keep that in mind. Uh, for me, maybe just the best way to put it is he's the real deal. It's just an opportunity that uh, some of you may not have had before. For me, having had experiences like this has changed my life. It's changed the way I see my faith. It changes the way I understand the church. It changes the way I understand these issues. So I, I, uh, my hope and prayer is that this will be a real benefit to you, a real blessing. So with that, let me, uh, let me go ahead and get started here. Can you describe what your present ministry is right now? Well, uh, thank you for this opportunity. And uh, in the beginning, I would like to say, uh, as you know, 
my English is so poor. So I apologize for it. And I, I, I hope so you will consider it. I'm Pastor Anwar Hussain. My ministry name is Prime Evangelistic Church. And we are working among the Muslims. And I bring greetings from my ministry. And also I, greetings, I bring greetings from IAB, IAB Isai Fellowship of Bangladesh. It is a platform fellowship, those who came from the Muslim background. Also, I bring uh, greetings from Bangladesh to you. Now, what part of Bangladesh are you from? Uh, I'm from the south part of Bangladesh. Its district name is Borguna. Mm. Are the people from your district uh, mostly Muslims or partly Muslims? or uh, Mostly Muslim. Mm. Uh, Sunni, I assume. Uh, Sunni. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what's your family background? Were you raised as a Muslim? Yes, I born in Muslim family and I raised as, as a Muslim mm -hmm. in the southern part of Bangladesh. Now, could you just tell us how you came briefly, came to Christ? Okay. When I was a school student, that time one of Japanese group and some Bangladeshi youth people came to my district in Borguna. They are selling Bible, New Testament and Christian books. And there was a one book was uh, Life of Christ, but uh, jacket was very nice. I did not think about Christianity or Christian books, but I look, jacket was nice, so I should buy one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, on that time, it was one taka. One taka, that means now is one dollar is 70 taka now. So it was only one taka. And I bought it. And I bring in my home and I keep it. After a few days, I was thinking, oh, I paid for it, so I can read it. Then I read it. But there was no reaction to me. After a few days, I was thinking, oh, this year I bought a Christian books and I read it, so I can visit on Christian villages. So maybe in Christmas time, I will do it. So I was thinking, where I can go? Then I found, found on village is from my place to that Christian village is six hours journey by boat. And I took it. And I went there. And it was not good <laughs> uh, experience. Uh, when, I was, uh, when I went there and close to the church, few young people were standing. And when they saw me, immediately came to me and take my collar and give the box in. And I was so nervous. What they're doing? Immediately, one of the Catholic priests, he came and saved me. And these people was alcoholic. They drank. <laughs> because Christmas Day, they they do normally this. Then I came back to my home. What happened? I have written on book, Christian with Life of Christ, and I visited on Christian village. Is not same. And in that book, there was one coupon. If you want to know more about Jesus Christ, please write us. It was Bible Correspondence School. And immediately, I fill up and I send it. And soon I got the paper. And it was interesting, when I was a student, I never got uh, any subject marks more than 80, never got, because I was not a good student. But that course, always I got 99, 100, 98. <laughs> it was encouraging me, always I was waiting in the, for the uh, post office, when course is coming, course is coming. Maybe uh, within six months, I got a New Testament. When I got New Testament, there was in 
full address, not only po postal address, uh, full address. And after six months, I went there, that office. And there was one foreigner. And he was speaking Bangla. And he was the first foreigner for my life. And he asked me, do you like coffee or tea? I never heard, never heard about coffee before because I came from the rural area. So I was thinking, OK, I can try. And uh, coffee, I asked him, coffee. Oh, then when I drink, oh, it looks like tea. <laughs> then he asked me why you are here. Then I said, I want to know about Jesus Christ. And he sent to me the and Bangladeshi pastor. He was famous. His name is Dr. Simon Sharkar. And I went there, and Dr. Sharkar, he was asking me, Anwar, do you know after your death where you'll go? Can you think are you, s you have seen? I, d I didn't think about it. Then he said, okay, you better go to back your home and ask your Muslim priest after death where he will go or where you will go. And I came back to my home and I asked my priest, after your death, where you will go? He said, I don't know. If Hazrat Muhammad recommended me, then I will go to heaven. If, no, uh, if I don't have any recommendation, I cannot go. Then I, was, I asked him, uh, there is no any assurance? He said, no. But I told him, I want to go. How do I can go? Then he, he advised me, you can do good work. Through the work, you can go. But I was not satisfied. And again, I came to Dhaka. And I shared with Dr. Sharkar, Pastor Sharkar. And he was explaining me uh, through the Bible about uh, assurance of heaven, assurance of internal life. And then I understand. I need to Jesus, and I call Jesus Christ to come to my heart, and I received him through this. Hmm. When, did you, um, when did you first come into contact with or become aware of insider movements? Uh, as I remember, it was in 1984. And you came to Christ what year? Uh, 1978. Right, okay. So um, six years later, you became aware of insider movements. and, and, and um, uh, what was your experience with insider movements? Yeah, in 19, I would like to little history. In 1984, one of the American guy he came to my home and asked me, Anwar, what do you think? If foreign money stopped, what you'll do? How do you evangelize? How, how you'll run? I said, I don't know. Actually, that time I, I, don't ha I, I had uh, no experience about it. But he, I don't know, I could not still understand why he came. Then he said, I have a good idea. I asked him, what, what type of idea you have? He said, I want to buy more than 100 acre la uh, piece of land, and I want to put modern uh, agriculture technology there. And through this technology, we can earn money. And new Muslim convert can come here, and he they can train here, and they can work here, and through this income, uh, yeah, we can do this type of work. And I think you have a, you have experience about agriculture, so uh, I propose you, if you want, you can take a responsibility. I was so happy. I was thinking, oh, it is big chance for me. I immediately I said yes, I agree. And then he said one condition. And I asked, what is the condition? He said, you have to go court and make an affidavit. And they say, you will become a Muslim. Then I shocked. I said, why? 
He said, if you take this, if you make a affidavit and you become Muslim, then you will, you will not get any problem from Muslim side. Muslim people will not disturb you. Then I said, thank you for a good pro proposal. Then uh, finally I denied it. But after a few years, I had a contact with him. Uh, he proposed me, and I sometimes I, I call him, how are you? Because they are working in insider in my country, and um, how to say, several times they have a crisis. And uh, always uh, in crisis period, I was with them. So finally, uh, I, he t uh, told me, now you don't need to become a Muslim. You don't need to declare you become a Muslim. If you want to join, you can come. And I, I joined with them. How long were you there with them? Uh, almost two years. And um, why did you leave? <laughs> uh, in the same time, uh, I was the vice chairman of Bangladesh Bible Society. And they were pushing me directly and indirectly to leave Bible Society. For this reason, I leave them. So you had to choose between the Bible Society or working with the insider group. Yes. Why did they and want and you and to and leave? Though? And other things I would like to say, and uh, in my experience, uh, I did not find any positive side in this movement. At that time? At that time. Oh. <coughs> so you left because you were given a choice. You either go with the Bible Society or you stay with the insider people. And second thing is I did not find any positive things. Mm. Mm. Um, can you describe that? Uh, positive, th that means I came to Lord, I declared as I am Christian. But they, uh, that insider movement, they never said they are Christian. They allow to go to the mosque, they allow to the, uh, the five times uh, you can pray, and your identity is Muslim. So I think it was not, I could not accept finally. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now, we've all read articles and, uh, and books and journals about C5, and I'm, I'm mostly referring to all the people out here. Uh, we've also heard many stories from missionaries about the huge numbers of converts that come to Christ through the movement. Um, now, we know that your experience is only your experience, but I want to ask you, how does your experience compare with, uh, with all of these stories of Many, many people coming to Christ through insider movements. What have you observed personally? We also heard about the same through some of our friend circle outside of country. Some friends, friends asked me, please investigate it in the field. And personally, I went some places where the movement took place. And I did not find uh, the reality. Because I have a good friend is insider movement and non-insider movement. And both sides I was trying to investigate. But really, I did not find any true picture. Mm. Secondly, if it would have been true, then definitely there would be new, uh, newspaper everywhere, television and charts. But nobody knows. Because this is a very hot issue. If happen somewhere, immediately come to the church or newspaper or radio or television. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think so. 
uh, some our brothers they are giving false report to impress their supporters now what role did you see missionaries play in the spread of insider movements in your country just for your uh, clarification I would like to say clearly that this movement has not been accepted by our churches or evangelical alliances therefore some missionary misled few characterless so-called leaders and bought them by dollars to buy use for this movement mm. that's a very serious charge yes. what you're saying yes now are, are you suggesting then that in your own personal experience there was a relationship between missionaries and the use of money in order to build an, a support for insider movements within your country. Are you saying that? Yes. What impact do insider movements have on the churches and people of Bangladesh? The people of insider movement in Bangladesh have no positive impact on the churches, on the people in our country. Can you describe that? Why, why, in what way is it not positive? In what way would it be negative, for, for example? Yes, I can say. I need little time because for my language. It's okay. Yeah. And since a long time, more than 20, uh, 200 years, we have a uh, gospel came to my country through the William Carrier mm -hmm. and other people, especially from the Protestant side. And, but that time, they do not work among the Muslims. After liberation, 1971, our door was uh, open for the missionary and missionary for the many missionaries came to my country and they started the work. And ma people are working through, through the churches, people are working through the uh, individual, uh, like OM working and uh, IBMS working. And I'm, I'm, I am, and here's the, uh, my respected brother Manan and I, we came through the church, through the mission people. And many people are come from the insider movement now, but if you go to them, uh, how to say, they cannot tell exactly why they came to Lord. Most of the people can say, oh, emotional, like that. Mm. So they can't really explain. Yeah. Ah, I see. Now, just to be very clear about this, because your experience was back in 1984, do you still have contact and relationships with people that are insiders? Yes. So you talk to them from time to time? Yes. Uh, so you believe that uh, the things that you're saying today are, are talking about not just what was in the past, but things that you're experiencing now. Are you confident about saying that? Sorry, please. Are you, do, you, do you believe that what, you, what you're saying about insider movements is true today? Yes. 
Right. Okay. Um, interesting question based on one of the lectures we had earlier. Um, did you ever experience persecution as an insider? Uh, in my ignorance, I can say I did not find. No. So you didn't have any anybody that was pressuring you or um, uh, beating you or threatening you for when you were an insider? No. Did you ever see insiders persecuted inside your country? Insider? No. Uh, you've heard the reports that they were. A report? Yes. Have you heard reports that they were? No. I ask because I've heard reports from outside. Yeah, maybe. I didn't have. Did you uh, ever experience persecution as a Christian from a Muslim background? Yes. Can, can you describe that? We have a lot of instant, but one I can tell. Three as I remember, three months ago, in newspaper, we had a big newspaper news, and some people was going to baptize, and local people was so dead against, and police came, and they arrested the and those are going to the baptize these people and, and they have a big article in the newspaper from that article makes trouble to Muslim convert in Bangladesh one of the village name is village name is Basnoigiri uh, district of Tangail and since uh, 20 years or more than a year they are Christian they are living as a Christian um, 15 or 16 families living that village and that village people, after this news, that village people make a meeting, Muslim people make a meeting, oh, uh, Christian people is doing much, they are doing very bad work, so we have to stop it. Then they call the, all the Christian people in, uh, in that area. They give a rule, if you are, uh, become a Muslim, then you can live here. If you are not become a Muslim, you cannot live here. And they make a travel. They cut their electricity and they make a rule. Nobody can go their home. Nobody can talk with them. And that, that time these people are very, how to say, confused where they, they will do what they can do. They immediately they leave the village. But woman was there. Only man came out from that village. When I got this news, I was thinking after maybe two weeks, I was thinking, oh, their family, they're living alone. So someone can go there and to pray with them mm. and encourage them. This problem will be not always. Soon it will be solved. And I went there. And when I went there, some young people first came to that house. Why you are here? They're uh, charging me. Why you are here? I said, I came to visit them. No, you cannot. Because we have a rule. We, we, in village people, uh, we make a rule, nobody can go his home, nobody can talk with him, so why you are coming? I said, I don't know about it. No, you have to know why you come. They are charging me, they want to beat me, they want to uh, broken my car. But then I, I tell, okay, if you don't like, I can go. No, you cannot go. You bring your paper, you are Christian, how you become a Christian. And also, I, I told them I'm working also on, uh, how to say, sorry, 
human rights. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm also working with the human rights on group. And I told them, oh, I'm also uh, working for human rights. They said, uh, show the paper. Unfortunately, I don't have any paper with me. So I called someone, they bring this paper. They mm. said, no. Today you cannot go, and you don't get food, you will stay here. So almost two and a half hour I was there. Then two or three high school teacher came there, and they talked with me. And finally, uh, the, this teacher uh, they, uh, solved this problem, OK? He came to visit, why you are doing these things? I'm sorry for my uh, English, I could not explain uh, uh, clearly. It's fine. It's this fine. type of. But right. finally, mm -hmm. finally, we went to the government. Uh, we applied, uh, we have this, this, this problem, and uh, local people, they're making trouble. And government solved it. Government sent the police there, and the uh, police told them nobody can do anything for their faith. If you have other complaint, you can come to me. For the faith, you cannot do mm. anything. Yeah, one, one of the uh, things I was thinking of while you said this was it seems like persecution in your country often uh, seems like pressure. You feel pressure from the community or, or sometimes, uh, I don't know, the police or, or somebody that wants your papers and they just make it more difficult. Yeah. But you're still here and you're still church planting. Why? Why, are you, why didn't you just stop? Oh, this is my call. <laughs> huh? hmm. How do I can stop it? <laughs> are you the only one that thinks this way? No. <laughs> yeah, it, the reason I'm asking this question is that sometimes the assertion is made that because of persecution, it makes witness impossible in the society or country. But I can tell you just from my own experience, having interviewed hundreds of people and been with them, that, that that's absolutely not true. That, uh, that there are people all over that country and other countries I've visited that are faithful witnesses. And the fact that they're harassed or punished or persecuted does not stop them at all. I, if anything, they just find better ways to do it. Other things, I don't want persecution. I never waiting. Oh, I am never waiting for persecution. But I know, if somewhere is persecution, and result is good, mm. huh? We will get good result from that. But not we are waiting for the persecution. Mm. Now I want to ask you about one one subject that, um, when I started reading about insider movements, and then I first met people in insider movements, we talked about it. But we haven't talked about it very much in a few years. The subject is. Uh, talking about Jesus mosques. My question is, have you ever seen any Jesus mosques? First, I'll say yes, but not in practically, in video. Did you understand that? He said in a video. Not, not in reality. Does that mean they didn't exist? Uh, there is no, in my country I can say, there is no Jesus mosque in our country. You know, there would be people that will say there are. I didn't find. Hmm. Let's move on to another subject that we also discussed today. Are you familiar with camel method and the use of the Quran to evangelize 
and disciple Muslim seekers, and then what do you think of it? I heard about the camel method, but never got into it. My personal opinion is this. Quran, as an introduction to Muslim seeker, is okay. But definitely not evangelism and discipling seeker, uh, Muslim seeker. We can use as an introduction, but not for the evangelism. If evangelism, we should use the Bible, Holy Bible. Amen. We've also heard, and I specifically wanted to ask you this. Uh, we, we've heard about insider Bible translations. Can you describe what these contain in Bangladesh and what do you think of them? Yes. I have it on coffee. Uh, their, their translation they call the Messiah, the Gospel of Mark. In this translation, they completely removed verse on, where it was written, the Son of God. Uh, the, I would like to say a few things about this translation. In my country, I don't know about here, most of the Muslim country they have a rumor. As my village, when I came to the my village, when I told them I became a Christian, what do you believe? I said Bible. How do you can believe Bible? Bible is not correct Bible. The, the Christian people they change it. I said, do you have any proof? They said, no, I don't have any proof. So how do you can say? Oh, my father told her we know, we know. <laughs> but now. We have the another translation. If the uh, Muslim people got this, and the now they can show, oh, you change Bible, this is the proof. Huh? And other things, I don't know why few people thinking they needed it. But in Bangladesh Bible Society, member of the United Bible Society, they published Injil Sharif for the Muslim people, Injil Sharif and Kitabul Muqaddas. And it is well accepted for all people. Is it written in Muslim Bangla? Muslim Bangla. And we call Kitab, uh, Holy Bible just translation in Muslim. And Muslim Bangla, I would like to say other things. Muslim Bangla is not real Bangla. Yeah. Uh, uh, real Bangla is, uh, uh, we have two versions on real Bangla and Muslim Bangla. Hmm. On one of my former visits to your country, I was told by. Uh, by some uh, Muslim background Christian pastors that they were, uh, they were having difficulty with people that were passing out insider translations of Bibles, uh, but they didn't want them. Do you know anything about that? Sorry? They were, the insiders were distributing yeah. uh, insider Bibles. Uh, how did they do that? Oh, as I know, they are distributing among them, among them, and few of uh, their few of pieces we got it. And other thing, they have money, they can do it through his this money. And most of the ch most of the, I can say, no churches is accepted it. Every every church is the reject it the translation. But the, they still make them. They try to make them. Uh, from the Bible Society, they send a legal notice to them. So from that time, 
maybe it is stopped, but we heard they are trying to do it, but I don't know exactly. Mm. So what you're saying, though, is that the Bengali Bible Society and uh, other churches in Bangladesh um, said that they didn't want the insider translation, but people tried to distribute it anyway. Yeah. And other things, the insider movement, they went to the American Bible Society to push the Bangladesh Bible Society because they know uh, the Bible Bangladesh Bible Society getting money from the American Bible Society. The, they pushed to American Bible Society, tell them to accept their uh, insider movement translation. Mm -hmm. Then American Bible Society tell it is uh, Bangladesh Bible Society absolutely free. If you want to say anything, you go to there and you talk with them. As a Muslim background Christian leader, what would you like to say to American churches and American people who financially support insider movements in countries such as yours? Money is your decision is your. But I would like to invite you, those are here or not in here, please come to our country. And visit non uh, insider movement activities and non insider movement activities. And you ask what is happening there. Then you decide what you will do. We talked about this the other night. We thought it would be really a good idea to invite people to come into the country and not to try and control where they're going to go. We would invite them to some of the visible churches and hear their stories, and then they're free to go to all the other locations and see what they want to see for themselves, rather than try and put them on a tour and then steer them around in the country. Ba basically give them the freedom to see both sides of the issue firsthand. Talk to not just uh, insiders or not just people that don't want to be insiders, but talk to anyone they want to talk to and then see for themselves. Now, what's the best way that you think we Western Christians can help you deal with insider movements? How should, how should we be addressing this? Please stand beside IAB. IAB is the Isai Fellowship of Bangladesh, which is the main platform or fellowship of the MBB churches to accelerate the evangelical work in Bangladesh. You can send, again I would like to say, you can send a team to visit us and make an effective partnership with IFB. So the people in the room here are free to contact you about how to do that? Yeah, they can contact or I can give the address to IFB. IFB. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you understand what we're trying to say here. We, we do have, you, you obviously know we have a perspective. But what we're saying is that uh, we have nothing to hide in this. So why don't you come and see for yourselves? And uh, no, nobody's going to steer you around. We'll, we'll give you some places to see and give you plenty of time to see whatever else you want to see. So you can make your own arrangements and contacts and visits and then see what you think. Well, I, 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 I'd like to say uh, that... Uh, Perhaps one of the most important moments in my Christian life, and maybe one of the most important in my life as a missionary, just happened. To be able to stand next to my brother, 
talk about something together. I've had on my heart for years now that as we've discussed this sort of issue, that what we really needed was we needed a forum where we would have missionaries, church people, nationals, insiders, outsiders, everybody together discussing this sort of thing in one group. And I've always had the burden that until we had brothers that had been part of the insider movement that were now part of the church in another Muslim culture, until they were present, we were missing one of the very most important parts of this discussion. It was not satisfactory to me to have Americans all discuss it or even just to have insiders that were nationals discussing it. But, but what about all those other people in the country that are not national? Should they not speak? So I thought that bringing him here, bringing my brother here, was something that changes the way we discuss this sort of thing and the way we hear it. So my encouragement again, because like, I'm actually an encourager. I'm not, not terribly critical sometimes. My, my thing is I, I really want to encourage us to see more of this. Uh, to, to bring all the players in play when we talk about these things. So can we give our appreciation to my brother for, for right. making this long trip? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you know, and it's for the journey, brother, but it's not just for that. It's for your faithfulness to the gospel. To just encourage you to know that God is with you. Uh, and, uh, and you're part of God's church, and God's church is praying for you every day. Thank you. Um, I want to encourage the rest of you that as uh, we're still going, in every time we have a break, somebody talk to them. Just, just, just bridge that gap between you and a believer who's part of the church in another country. Talk to him. Get his story. Get his perspective on things. Um, the last thing I'd like to do is I'd, I'd, I'd like to make two prayers. I, I want um, our brother here to pray in Bengali for Western churches. I want you to pray for us. I want you to pray for the gospel in our own countries. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd like to have you pray for uh, our wisdom and then to pray that God would bring us closer together and then I'm going to close and pray for the Church of Bangladesh thank you um, do we have time or okay sorry all right we can take a couple of questions okay you ready yeah okay Yallah, I'm not a shukri, a decorate to my shamasto proker Rahmatir journal. Allah me to my shukri, a decoration the conference journal. A conference in Muddidia to me, Amadir Kinuton Babe, Ahobandiso, Ebongnuton Shikha, Grown Kortesha Jokos and Amra Chik Babe, Tomar Poke, Kachkortebari. Probamra Donova Day, the Shuzuger journal. Probachkir Dini, Ami Vishesh Babe, a American church journal, Bishop of Binokuri, to me Ashid Badkar. Yalla to me, Bishop Babeta, Mon Kuledo, Tarajano, a Shukaboni, Bangladesh, Jetabarem, Bishop Stobabe, Ebong Tumija Babechao, Ebong Tomar Porikal Pono Sharajanohoi, Sheshu Zuk to meet other Kedankor. 
প্রভু আমরা ভুলে যেতে চাই আমরা কে ইনসাইডার কে নন ইনসাইডার কিন্তু আমরা প্রভু তোমার আহ্বান নিয়ে একসঙ্গে কাজ করতে চাই আমাদের যাদের মধ্যে যেইটুকু ভুল ত্রুটি আছে তা সংশোধন হয়ে যেন তোমার পক্ষে আমরা কাজ করতে পারি সেই সুযোগ তুমি আমাদের দান করো প্রভু এই আমেরিকাতেও অনেক বাংলা ভাষাবাদী আছেন অনেক মুসলিম আছেন আমরা তাদের জন্য বিনয় করি যেন আমেরিকান চার্চগুলো তাদের কাছেও সুখবর নিয়ে যেতে পারে আমি বিশেষভাবে মোনাজাত করতে চাই এখানে যে সমস্ত ভাইরা আছেন তাদের অন্তরে অনেক আকাঙ্ক্ষা আছে এই সুখবর প্রচারের জন্য তাদের জন্য প্রভু তুমি ক্ষেত্র দাও জায়গা দাও প্রস্তুত দাও শুধু বাংলাদেশ নয় সারা পৃথিবী যা যাকে যে স্থানে আহ্বান করেছো সেখানে গিয়ে যেন সে তোমার পক্ষে প্রচার করতে পারে সেই সুযোগ তুমি তাদের দান করো এই কনফারেন্স যারা আয়োজন করেছে আমরা তাদের জন্য বিনয় করি তুমি তাদেরকেও আশীর্বাদ করো আমাদেরকে তোমার গৌরবার্থে ব্যবহার করো ঈসা মসিয়ের নামে এমন যাত চাই আমেন Father, we want to lift up the Church of Bangladesh to you now. Uh, Father, we thank you that, uh, that you are powerfully at work in that country. That uh, many people are coming to faith in Jesus Christ, your Son, through your word, through your spirit that's alive and at work in that place. We thank you, Father, for the faithful witnesses of Bangladesh uh, that uh, endure uh, pressure, pressure and poverty and difficulty uh, in order to spread the word of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that they manifest a, a real spirit of martyrdom. Uh, they're witnesses no matter what the consequences might be. Uh, they stand uh, with your son and his word. Father, we thank you that, uh, uh, well, I thank you, Father, that you've... Um, brought me together with my brother. Thank you, Father, that you've enlarged my family, uh, that I can see that I've got brothers all over in Bangladesh, and that has made my life immeasurably better for it. Father, I thank you for uh, letting me see uh, more of Christ because I have this brother next to me. Father, I pray for this country I pray for its faithfulness, um, no matter what. Father, I pray that you give them great wisdom in knowing how to develop relationships and how to address the difficult issues that are in the country, both in, in the sense that they're part of a, a country that has a majority Muslim population and because there are differences with those in the country with whom they disagree strongly. Father, I pray that Christ reigns in all of those discussions and debates and disagreements. Uh, Father, uh, we pray that your truth will win out and, and that as it wins out, that it unites the body of Christ, brings it all together under one head. Uh, Father, uh, it's such a blessing for so many of us to see how great your kingdom is, uh, so much bigger than we ever imagined. So, Father, we, uh, we pray again for the Church of Bangladesh. We pray for its fruit and its faithfulness. Father, for its endurance. And, Father, we also pray that the things that happen there, the things that grow there that please you, will teach us better how to be believers in our own places and contexts as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.